Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, March 29th, 2021. I want your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is host of PS I Love You, XO, XO, Greg Miller. Monday. Monday. I didn't know my, I didn't know my mic was live. My bad, guys. My bad. Monday. <laughs> I, no, I like it. I like myself. it. <laughs> You're giving a nice little thing there, you know? You're giving something, Kev. I appreciate yeah, it's like it. Ad-libs. I like it. You're like the Migos. You're like my, the Quavo to my offset. I appreciate it. I don't know any of that shit, man, yeah, but it made yeah, me feel good inside. It made me feel good inside. Quavo's to Greg, you too, wa- my dude. I, I watched uh, Invincible. I love Quavo's and eggs, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. Please don't, please don't insult Quavo. Quavo's We're Rancheros. <laughs> I, watched, I watched Invincible over the weekend. I know you're a, a, a big Invincible person. And let me tell you, I was blown away. Dude, I was you in Paris and a couple other people are retweeting, and that was I put up a thing on Saturday today, maybe Sunday, of like if you're just getting in, this is you know definitely watch this, be a part of it. I was happy to see you freak out about. it. I'm so happy to see people freak out about it. Remember yeah. our reactions are up for the first three episodes. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny. Yeah, but you uh, loved it. You like you, you have you don't know anything about it. You didn't look ahead. No, you didn't know anything. I don't. I, I, I didn't know anything about it. Like my my assumption of it was that it was going to be. I heard somebody compare it to the boys, and so I was expecting sure. some similar similarities there. I expected it to be kind of funny because the no pun intended, because the art style kind of has like this. It, it's very much that comic book cartoony art style. Yeah. So I was expecting there to be some levity there, but when you get into it, I th- for the first episode, I was convinced that it it was what you see is what you get, and I was sure. kind of cool with it. I was like, all right, cool. And then things start to happen, and things start to progress, and when things start to happen, I was like, "Oh shit! All here right, we this here is, we go. Here we go. Like the, the the show's really getting in there." And so I'm I've actually hit the point now to where I am super anticipating episode four. Like I'm probably gonna watch it before I watch Falcon. Even like that's how much. Did I you have? It. I saw some people talk. Paris being one of them. Paris Lily, of course, from the kind of funny X cast, talking on Twitter about like he. There's no way he can wait. He's gonna read the comics. Did you have that? Or are you are you fine oh, just waiting so week excited. to week for the show? I'm I'm fine waiting week to week because I'm not sure. I'm not a huge comic person though. I will say that, like the the by the time I got to episode three, uh, I did I did have the thing where I started looking online and being like, all right, like let me see how the let me see the comic similarities, like yeah. what things changed. Like, I saw that that they rearranged certain events to happen in certain ways, which yeah. I, I thought was really interesting. Um, but I'm getting really into it. Like I can oh, see yeah. myself by the time I finish it, be like, I want more of this, and possibly like that be the gateway to get me into the comic. You say the word. Uh, I'll bring a, over which, the ultimate editions. You can borrow them. I got them. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. There's they're all set for you. Twenty-seven. I, I might be down for that. Right? No, those are the trades, right? I'm talking about the giant ultimate thick hardcovers. Oh, those are the compendiums. Twelve. No, that's different. That's that. I'm sorry. You're talking about the giant compendiums. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just, Maybe I just, you stay it out of the fucking show, Kevin. You're right. I'm sorry. You know sorry. what I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. How, how this isn't the they... morning show. That's next. Don't worry about it. Robert Kirkman is coming on a Kind of Funny Podcast this Who week, everybody. Uh, Wednesday. You can watch live Boom. as we record it with him, the creator of Invincible and The Walking Dead. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can catch it later on podcast services and youtube.com slash kind of funny. There you now, go. Or... But enough. What was that, Kevin? Oh, no, I was just giving Greg shit for hosting. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see, I see how it is. Uh, enough about that. Let's talk about Cyberpunk's humongous patch, EA returning to PGA Tour, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games with bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show greg if i wanted to read through the invisible comics how long of a read do you think that'd be it depends how fast you read comics okay oh, no. i don't know what's that greg is so looking it, upwards with the time change <laughs> Okay, it's not bad yet. Don't worry. With the time change, right? Uh, uh, the sun has started g- coming. You know, it's, I mean, the sun is doing things it normally doesn't do. So last week I had a whole bunch of different gigs. I was on the Baftas. I was I, I was doing stuff for Dice Awards. Uh, I did something for IGN, right? And it wasn't until the final round with IGN. Every everybody else I made suffer through the sunlight, like you know, nuclear destroying my face, right? Like I was like, ah, oh, you know, we're tech we're tech shooting all stuff. It'll, by the time we get to where we're going, it'll be done. And then IGN was the one thing. We're like, well, we're ahead of schedule. Can you fix it? And I was like, I guess. And so I, I duct taped a piece of cardboard to it. 
And so I was like, oh, it won't fall. And it didn't fall all week or, or whatever, IG on Thursday and then whatever I did on Friday. And now I put it up again this morning. And it just, it did, while you were talking, it just went, oh, it did a thing. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, is God, there, is is there a way again? we can get a second screen experience? Because I want to see what the duct tape uh, uh, cardboard looks like against your window. Yeah, yeah sure. Hold on. I gotta, I'm going to scratch out my address over on this Amazon package. Dope. As Greg Miller is doing this thing, uh, his thing, I'm going to get to housekeeping. Today, right after Kind of Funny Games Daily, the Kind of Funny Morning Show returns with Nick, Andy, and Snowbiko Michael. You can catch that live on Twitch or catch the archived video on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. And I'm sure on Roger's oh, the duct recap. Loose. The duct tape's oh, loose. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sure Roger's recap of, of, of the streaming week will include some of that in there, too. So you have a lot of options if you want to check that out. And then tomorrow is the debut of Mortal Kombat in review, starting with the original movie. Uh, I'm on that. I believe it's me, Kevin, Nick, Tim, and Andy. Uh, you can catch that on the In Review podcast feed or on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. And I'm very excited about that because I love me some Mortal Kombat. Uh, and this is my second time watching the original Mortal Kombat movie. And I've not watched Annihilation, its sequel. And so I'm excited to watch that for, for next week. And so tune in for that if you want that it's Mortal Kombat goodness. Times. Very exciting. Uh, and then this Wednesday after KFGD, Greg Stream is raising money for the American Heart Association. You can tune in for the normal Wednesday stream, but this time it's for a good cause. Uh, you can donate right now at kindoffunny.com slash AHA, American Heart Association. Greg, do you, what do you plan to play for, play for that? Outriders, baby. You and I are talking a lot about Outriders today yeah. on the old uh, PS I Love You too, because I got some things to say about that game. Yeah. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick at the Nanobiologist Abramson, Blackjack, and Trent Barry. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. There Kevin, what was, the, what was the inspiration for that one? I appreciate you that You know, one. I had nothing in the bucket, and I just had to shake <laughs> the bucket around, and it just kept echoing. So. That's what you get there when you, you shake the bucket. Everybody knows what that. Happens, what happens when you shake the bucket? Let's start with story number one. Cyberpunk's 1.2 update is huge. I'm going to pull from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. CD Projekt Red has released the patch notes for Cyberpunk's 2077's 1.2 update, detailing the more than 500 changes set to be included in the game's second major deployment. Patch 1.2 was originally due to release in February and fixed remaining prominent issues on last-gen consoles, but its launch was delayed to late March after the studio fell victim to a cyber attack. While there's still no firm release date, on Monday, the Polish developer published an exhaustive list of changes set to be included in 1.2, which include bug fixes, graphical updates, and stability improvements. Graphically, players on all platforms should expect improvements in materials, details, quality, interior and exterior light sources, textures, rendering from afar, and more, according to CDP. On PC, ray tracing will be enabled for AMD cards via its latest GPU drivers. On consoles, CD Projekt says it's fixed multiple game freezes, memory issues, and screen, screen space reflections. Finally, key bug fixes include a new unstuck feature for when vehicles become lost in scenery, changes to, MP <laughs> <laughs> a changes, new feature. <laughs> changes to NPCs reacting to blocked lanes of traffic, and fixes for instances when cars will launch into the air uh, or teleport during quests. Uh, we have a link here, Kevin, if you can pull it up on Twitter, uh, from Paul oh, you know, Before you go there, you look at here, Kev, you, Blessing. Yeah. Here's how I'm blocking the sun. This is this Amazon oh, package. Sweet. That I, I have duct taped oh, this up. Is great. Were you were you running out of duct tape or? No, no, I have duct tape. So you, Why do you, say you thought out? you thought, hey, let's use what two, <laughs> four inch by two inch pieces. You're like, you know <laughs> Here's what? what I'll say, Kevin. You know what? This is gonna be wait. Enough. So you have a, is the cardboard because <laughs> you don't you have? Do is it because you don't have a blackout curtain? Yeah, these the, the, right now the curtains drawn are drawn. That's all I got. That's all okay. you see right there. And so, yeah, the cardboard is to block out the sun. Like, And so, yeah, Kevin, if you look, so, oh, God, it's going again. <laughs> I want you to know that right now, all right, look at it. You got, what do you got? You got four or five. You got, I guess you have, you, right now there's, what, six things that duct tape up there. Every day, two pieces does the job. All right, it gets it done. It all since I started doing this last week, so, so this is my third day doing it. The two pieces have been fine. There's something going on with the magma up there. It's too hot. I don't know what's happening today. I just, I can, let me preach you the gospel. 
the gospel of blackout curtains because if, if you notice my room has been darker sure. over the last few weeks due to the blackout curtains sure. they changed my life i just put them behind the curtains or the the blinds that are already there yeah and it's easy I just well it. as i've talked about i've started i talked about it on the P, uh, kind of funny podcast this week we're moving in like three weeks so like mm -hmm. the, the the time's up on this you know i'm just i'm just trying yeah. to get out of this capsule alive you know that's all i need new house or whatever i'll worry about it there when i get to the new place that's the thing to worry about that's fair enough that's fair enough. Uh, Kevin, there is a link to uh, Paul Tassie's video, yeah. which shows that which show, shows the new yeah. cyberpunk police Is it that force. different? Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Like, here's the thing. Like, ahead, I feel ahead. like this is pretty unfair because this is like, oh, let's watch this, you know, Twitter video. Like, that sucks. Like, that's the absolute worst way to be like, look, the quality's gotten nicer. No, right? no, no, no. This is, but here's my thing about what we're watching. It isn't about, like, graphics. This is about the cops because oh, one of I the see. things they boast is that the cops are better here or whatever. And they don't look that much better to me. All right. Paul follows up to his own tweet. He says, they take a little bit longer to spawn. Because remember, it used to be you do a crime and then yeah, you, cops you pop in right around. behind you. You're like, oh, fuck, cops. Now yeah, you they just pop out of thin air. Yeah, now they, he says, uh, so Paul's response. And of course, Paul, uh, you know, contributor, or I guess uh, he t writes about TV and video, video games over at Forbes. Uh, so his next tweet, his follow-up to this was, they take a little bit longer to spawn and are a little further away. But as you can see, no one shows up in cars and the, quote, ultimate police guy still just pop into existence like four feet from me. And also, this just doesn't look fun. <laughs> look at yeah. these cops. He's just slowly running up on these cops. They're like, eh, stop. Yeah. Yeah, so like the there's a whole list of changes that Cyberpunk uh, uh, made for this new update, and they posted their big extensive list of patch changes. And I would love to cover like all the different updates that they that they added, uh, all the all the different things that they fixed for this update. But Greg, when you go go to the site and scroll yeah. through, like actually, let Look me, at it. I'm gonna happen. Kevin's doing it. Okay, Kevin's doing it. Cool, because I was Look gonna send you the thing. It is <laughs> extensive. It would take multiple episodes of KFGD to actually go into into the, the page and detail all these all these changes. It's ridiculous, uh, and like, it's. It, I wish this is. I absurd. wish CD Projekt this Red. Is <laughs> this is how <laughs> fucked up this game was, Kevin. <laughs> it is an absurd list of changes. Which one? Good for them uh, for being able to identify all this and be able to make changes. Being able to make all these changes. I'm sure that I'm sure the list still goes on in terms of things they need to do. But then also in terms of detailing what the changes are, I wish CD Projekt Red did a better job of being like, hey, what are the things that we need to highlight for people, like for people to, to really know? And how do we communicate that? Because it was only about a week ago where they put up the video of the, um, it was an in-game reporter in yeah. CD Projekt Red. And they, they did the whole thing of like, oh, the police force has changed or whatever, but it was in character. And so... If you are if you're trying to break that down, or if you're trying to pull out that information and make it more of a detailed professional thing, that became a very difficult thing to do because they did it. They did it in this in-game voice with all the attitude, all the jargon from the cyberpunk thing. And then on the other side, now you do get the list that is just posted on a blog, but it's so difficult to disseminate. I wish they would just do just a regular video and be like, hey. We're CD Projekt Red. The 1.2 update is coming through. This is what you can look forward to. Here are the big changes. And for the detailed changes, go over to our blog. I wish they would do something like that. Um, but for Greg, for you, like, where do you where do you stand with these changes? Do you think do you think this is going to be a big step toward getting CD toward getting Cyberpunk 2077 where it needs to be? Do you think Cyberpunk 2077 can eventually be fixed? No, I don't think it can be. I think the, I don't. I don't see a No Man's Sky for Cyberpunk 2077 because it's this weird thing where if you played it on PC, right? And even personally, the experience I had on PlayStation Five playing the PlayStation Four version, like it isn't a game that is broken in this fundamental way. It's that you were lied to about what the game is, and I think all the King's Horses and all the King's Men working to get back to that thing, you're never going to get to what they showed us in those E3 demos, where it was this truly living, breathing world that changes around you. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. Like they, as you know, Paul puts up this thing of the cops, right? Like this is them trying to fix these issues, trying to like address them, like on a on a. It's like, oh, you complained about the cops spawning behind you, so here you go, and you look at that, and you're like. Well, this this still doesn't look like great in interactions with the police, like great fights with the police on interaction with the police. <laughs> Excuse me, can I see your license? <laughs> oh, sorry, sir, there was a misunderstanding. What a great interaction with the police. Uh, no, it's like it, that still doesn't look fun, right? Like that's them trying to figure out, like trying to, okay, they don't like where the cops just spawn out of nowhere. Put them there. We have a new way for if your vehicle gets stuck. Okay, like none of this is sexy and exciting, right? You look at uh, in, uh, No Man's Land, or no, no, no. Uh, 
No Man's Sky, thank you very much. And the changes they did, right, and the things they would do of adding in people and adding in animals and adding in things, they have gone out of their way to make it look like the trailers and make it look like what was promised. And I think for Cyberpunk 2077, like, the world moves on. And so many people, I, it, it's ridiculous when you think about that game of, that was just last year. So many people played it and enjoyed it and never talked about it again. Like, it's a game that did, failed at its own marketing. It failed at being a game that would resonate in a way that RPGs are supposed to yeah. resonate with you. Like, think about how much people I mean, talk about The Witcher and talk about The Witcher for years and the quests and the characters and yada, yada, yada. And what? For me, it's like, man, Chris Ann could draw some cool uh, Pan Am smut. Like, I really, I liked hooking no, up with her he, in the game. I chased I her as my, yeah, oh man, it's hot. <laughs> I chased her as my romance. So it's like, oh, this is cool. Chris liked her too. I like that character and that's what it is. Like, what was the, like, I don't, Keanu Reeves was good in the game. Like, I enjoyed my time with Cyberpunk, but I feel like Cyberpunk is definitely one of those games that I enjoyed like bubblegum. Where you enjoy it in the moment and then as soon as you spit it out, you forget about it, right? Or after the aftertaste goes away. Like, I'm not... If they were like, we're dropping new DLC for Cyberpunk tomorrow or whatever, when they eventually do, I guess I'll try it, but I'm not longing for that right now. I'm not craving mm -hmm. that. I, I had my time with it and I was done, and it's a game that didn't live up to expectations on any level. Yeah, I mean, to your point, when The Witcher 3 came out in 2015, that game was the talk of the year for the rest of the year. Like yeah. that, that, the, that, that year was pretty much about how, yeah, like The Witcher, the Witcher 3 feels like this step forward. Was that your, your doorbell? Yeah, hold on. I got to check on this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do your thing. I'll talk to you, Kevin. Witcher 3 was this game that, you know, over the, over the course of the rest of the year, the talk about it was, man, isn't Gwent great? Man, mm -hmm. we love these different characters. Man, Gwent. like, this seems like it's going to be game of the year. Did you play Witcher 3, Kevin? Did we, were no. you in a Gwent? No, oh, dude, no, Gwent was I really awesome. wanted to, um, and I believe it's available on Xbox right now. For like, right? On what Game Pass? Yeah, it Ooh, was at one on point. Pass. It was at one point, and I guess it, I lost my chance. When the show came mm -hmm. out, I was like, "Greg, he gave me a code," and he's like, "Dude, the game came out four years ago." And I was like, "Yeah, it's my fault." Chat is on. Oh, people are saying it's leaving there. Oh, somebody said it's not there anymore. Counterfight.com slash slash. You're wrong. Uh, if you can get me uh, definitive info on that, but. I mean, I Sorry, think it's still a game. Up. I like this conversation. I don't mean to derail it. FedEx man's bringing up stuff, I guess, that needed to be, I'm a, see a, I'm a person. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like, The Witcher, the, so The Witcher 3 was a game that over the course of the rest of the year, people kept talking about it. And, and, and it it lived on. Even in, 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 in uh, recent years, you know, we've had news stories talking about how The Witcher 3 is still selling. The Witcher 3 yeah. is still going. We have the, the Witcher Netflix show. And it's only been months past Cyberpunk 2077. And... You know, talk about it has pretty much dissipated. You know, I don't hear people yeah. talk about it to your point. And it's and it's to the thing, right? Of like, it was a if it worked for you. Again, this is such a there's so many caveats to this, right? But it was a, a fun, enjoyable RPG, right? In terms of mechanics and playthrough, and like I really enjoyed having a goofy looking character and you know really putting all my skills into hacking and being able to do that, blah blah blah. But like in the same bubblegum analogy, right? Like it was the same experience over and over and over again. Like, it, yeah. you know, it, it got to that thing of, all right, cool, I'm going to infiltrate. I'm going I'm I'm to sit on this corner, and I'm going to turn off all these things and move in, do that thing, and I'll do that thing, and I'll get out and I'll do it. And then by the end when I was trophy grinding, right, like, I was a god. I just ran up and shotgun people to get whatever I needed to do to cl clear out the side mission. Like, yeah. the game never... And it's so hard because there's two different things, I think, where you're talking about, like, obviously it never reached the heights it was promoted as uh, going to reach and you know the the uh, hype behind it but then it also just didn't cross that boundary of all right this is going to be a game that does more than the average rpg like you know it yeah. does something in well, a way that like i couldn't get out of a fallout that to me that was the big bummer for me about cyberpunk is that was the promise you know by the time i finished cyberpunk in my original playthrough i had played a certain way and I was very excited to go back and try out different, uh, checking out my character in different different ways, so I could be a tech assassin, or I could be like this this stealthy ninja like character, or be the person who is totally focused on brute force yeah. or close up weapons or long range weapons. That freedom of being able to have that player choice and play the way I want to have these different outcomes was the big promise for me with Witcher Three, or not Witcher Three, with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. And for that not to have been the case after reading reading different reviews and reading different impressions and reading uh you know what people had to say about the game later on that was a bummer because i enjoyed my i like really enjoyed my first playthrough with cyberpunk 2077 and i was ready to jump back into it and replay it and for the question of can cyberpunk be fixed i think 
you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to ever do enough to that game to have that feeling shine through of yeah. wanting to do multiple playthroughs with different specked out characters. That's first and foremost. Uh, two, as it for for it being an RPG that is not this living breathing thing. I know they have DLC planned for it. I know they've talked about multiplayer, but it's it doesn't seem like those are going to be becoming anytime soon. For this game that is kind of one and done. I don't know how you bring people back into it. I don't know how you get people to continually want to talk about it when we did have our impressions and we dropped off. And then and then uh, three, the game still isn't on PlayStation. You know, like you still can't. Outrageous. Play, still, yeah, it's been, it's been, I saw an article. You, you shared an article up, yeah. in the Slack. Yeah, yeah Saturday they put up an article, right? It's, it's now been 100 days since Cyberpunk 2077 was removed from the PlayStation store. And IGN's article wasn't like, to their credit, I mean, like, it wasn't like, here's statements from CD Projekt Red and Sony gave them nothing. And it's like, that was yeah. kind of the article. Just like, kind of ridiculous, right? That this thing got removed 100 days ago and we know nothing about it coming back and no one's talking about it. And it's like, fuck, you don't even think about it. Because again, no one's talking. I feel like if this was, what, uh, what's the hot game right now that everybody's into? I, you know, if, it, if it was, I'm, I'm struggling to think of a game that's do- dominating the conversation right now on multiple platforms. But if it was a game that was, it got Hero. pulled... <laughs> Huh? Loop Hero, sure. <laughs> if Loop Hero was everywhere, right? And it was yeah. that thing where it got, it, it people were talking about Loop Hero and loving Loop Hero, but it got pulled from PlayStation, there'd be an active cry from the audience, from the PlayStation fans, of everybody being like, when is it coming? But you'd see updates from um, PlayStation on when it's, or I'm sorry, from Cyberpunk, or CD Projekt Red on mm-hmm. when they're actually going to have, they'd have a plan that you'd hope, they'd have all this different stuff, like, to dial it to a different way, like, um, that one retro wrestling game that I've been excited for. You remember this one? Retro Mania, right? The one coming, the one coming up, or the one that came out a few years ago. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Uh, well, the one that's coming up, not okay. Yeah, Retro Mania Wrestling. Retro Mania Wrestling, Retro Mania, yeah. Wrestling, right? Is a game that I've been looking forward to on PlayStation, uh, PS. I love you, XOXO, and uh, it's you know this class, you know, old school arcade wrestling game, right? And it was coming to PlayStation. It, we talked about it on PS. I love you for the drop, whatever, and then it didn't come. And then I went on their Twitter and they were like, hey, like, sorry, it's, it's consoles got held up. You know, our porting house isn't great at console or they, they're not. It's not they're not great, but they didn't know a few things. So it's coming to Steam as usual on the normal date. Uh, Switch, PlayStation, Xbox are going to come later. We'll keep you update. And they have literally an, a daily. You can go to this one link and it gets updated daily with like what's going on. And it's so, so over communicative of. All right, cool. You know, we've the game is approved by PlayStation and we submitted a day one patch that's in the works and over on Switch, like they're playing the day one patch to approve that. Like there's all these different things in a conversation with their audience because their audience cares about it. But Cyberpunk came and went. And I'm not saying this is apples and oranges to an extent, but it is in the same way of community and uh, actually putting feet to the fire of. Who the fuck cares if Cyberpunk's on PS4? There's nobody clamoring to play PS uh, Cyberpunk on PS4 because Cyberpunk 2077 is not a genre-defining disp- game of the year candidate. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not. A, it's like, oh, whatever. It was a fun game for some people if it worked, and if it didn't work for you, you moved on to one of the other dozens of games there were to play. Yeah. Do you to, uh, before we move on? Last question. Do you? And I, I think we we talked about this over and over again. But with 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 where we're at with the 1.2 update here. Do you first see it coming back to PlayStation 4? I do. I think that they will continue to make patches, patch fix like these that are doing the, all right, cool, the cops aren't like that, and you can get out of this, and yada, yada, yada. And I think that's trying to alleviate the biggest gripes people had with immersion-breaking slash game-breaking things that, yeah, you can eventually put all that into the PlayStation 4 version and put that out there. I don't know how you get around and how you have that actually work in terms of performance, how it'll run, you know, frame rate, stuff like that. That's a bigger issue that they need to go through and do. But I think you have to, because if you don't, like, it's not about the money, obviously, at this point, I don't think about getting it there. I think it's just about trying to salvage your reputation. Because if you do ignore these millions of PlayStation, you know, the more than 100 million PlayStation 4s out there, and you move on to your next project, and that game comes up, like, you're going to get flogged every time you run up to any media beat about it. Anytime something happens, it's like, well, I remember when I bought it on PlayStation 4, and they took it away, and then I can never get it again. Like, you, they need to have a solution for that, right? And let alone the fact that I know they still want to put out the next-gen versions of these games, or, you know, patches, whatever you want to call them, and you can't do that while this is still fucking broken like this. So... Mm Yeah, they they have to solve that so that they can have a mea culpa on it and put it behind them and move forward, hopefully, with their audience. 
Before we get into story number two, I want to insert a, some breaking news from Insomniac at story 1.5. Uh, they tweeted this out. Ratchet & Clank 2016 will be playable in 60 FPS on PS5 after a new update in April. As part of the Play at Home campaign, uh, download the game for free through March 31st. Uh, so there you go. If you want to play Ratchet & Clank 2016 in 60 FPS, you can very soon on PlayStation 5. God damn it. Stuff. God um, yeah, damn it. I'm a bit upset because I already started it for the uh, yeah. for the book club, and I'm probably yeah. going to play more of it for the book, book club. But I might... I might put it on pause, like I might pause halfway through. Or this fucking so sucks. Yeah, if you don't is. know, on PS, I love you, XOXO. We pick a game every month in 2021 and play it together. And obviously, since Ratchet and Clank 2016 was free, we were doing that one. And every time I've started it and played it, I'm like, oh yeah, like it's fun to get. Well, I mean, I, you, I, who knew it looked this bad back back in 2016? Oh my like, god, yeah, I right? could go for some. I could go for some visual effects here, and here it fucking is. God, yeah. Damn. And I don't want to spoil our book club too much because that's the thought I keep having while playing Ratchet and Clank early. Is like, man, I can't imagine how good Rift Apart's gonna look because Ratchet and Clank 2016 from the art perspective looks awesome but there are weird 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 things here and there where I'm like oh yeah this is a game from yeah. five seven years ago or it's not a seven, simple five, game right I feel ago. like it's a simple yeah. they did, and I understand why obviously with what they're doing but yeah yeah uh story number two EA is returning to PGA Tour this is from Matt Perslow at IGN EA has announced EA Sports PGA Tour a new next-gen golf game is currently in development the game will be the first created as part of a new long-term deal signed with PGA Tour, and it will be built on EA's established Frostbite engine. EA Sports PGA Tour will allow players to build virtual careers and visit many of the, the most famous golf courses around the world. Also featured will be some of the most famous golf players in the professional world who, play, uh, who players will be able to test their skills against. Quote, our team of passionate golf fans is meticulously recreating the world's top courses such as Pebble Beach, and we can't wait to give fans the opportunity to compete on some of the most iconic PGA Tour courses and win the FedEx Cup, said Cam Weber, EA Sports Executive Vice President and General Manager. EA promised that further details about EA Sports PGA Tour will be revealed in the coming weeks and that within the coming months, a release date will be announced. Greg, are you excited for EA's return to golf? No, but go get them, golf fans. If it yeah. isn't Mario or Hot Shots, I really don't care. Yeah, I'm excited for it. For and not not as like a golf fan, but more so as a sports fan. I, we got a question here from Benji Bo- Benji Bop who wrote Benji. in uh, to ask. Good morning, KFGD crew. EA announced this morning that they're making their first PGA golf game in six years. You have to imagine it is influenced by 2K buying the golf club franchise and turning it into PGA 2K21. The interesting thing here is that this is the first time in a long time we'll see two big sports game game publishers make the same game with the same license, as far as we can tell. Considering this is a breath of fresh air for a genre that is essentially grinded to a halt in innovation due to exclusive licensing, do you think this could set the tone when other sports sports sport leagues licensing deals come up for renewal? Thanks as always. I I like the idea of having two different publishers working on the same license and what that's going to do for both PJ to PGA Tour 2K21 and EGA PG, EA PGA Tour, which yeah, is yeah. going to be confusing. But uh, do you do you think this might set the tone for future sports games? It really depends on a number of different factors. I don't think it will. I would think that you have a couple different things happening here, and I'm painting with a broad brush, and I know that every day video games become more mainstream. And more people of our age bracket get into positions of power that can evolve. But for me, when I look at a mega corporation like the NFL or the NBA, I think that, oh, it came down. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Because all I heard was the thump and then the sun shine brightly on Greg's face. Uh, It reminds me of that one time, the fucking classic kind of funny gif moment of when the gel fell off one of the lights and me and Colin freaked out, but Portillo's in my lap and he yawned at the exact same time. So the gif looks like we're all screaming at the light. Uh, For this, I think when you talk about a giant corporation, a giant, uh, Portillo heard his name or something. He's coming. No, he's going to, he's going to the kitchen Uh, that they just want to make money and they want it as easy as possible. And so I guess if, PGA uh, on EA and 2K sides 
they go out and they both do better sales than you would have expected one of them to do when you combine them, you know what I mean? Mm. Then perhaps it's there. But I think when you look at something that's the juggernaut of Madden, like I don't in what EA is and the ease of it, the reach of it, the success of it, the brand recognition of it, I really doubt anyone in the NFL is going, this is great, but what if we gave 2K a shot at it as well? I think they're like, this works and it's great. Same when you look at NBA 2K, right? Where there's like, this is fucking. Granted, I know that you know there's NBA Live or whatever from EA that yeah. keeps trying to come back every keeps so trying. often, keeps getting daggered in the heart. But like, it's one of those I just don't see the impetus being on them. And again, it's part of the re- it's part of the fact because these games aren't broken, right? Like, I know that I'm not trying to get out on this thing and talk about NBA no. 2K microtransactions or anything. I I don't know it. I know you're mad about it. I understand it. it's not my jam. But you understand what I'm saying in terms of like the grand picture of it. Like people are usually pretty happy with it. Yeah, and it well, definitely. And if they're not happy with it, they definitely buy it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's two two K. There there are a lot of things that I see people point to where they can improve. Like I know the uh, online for two K just seems yeah. to be be bad and consistently be bad. And that's the thing that that's 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 where I wish EA would be able to come in and have that competition and act and actually hold totally. up but sadly nba live just hasn't hasn't been as good as it's needed to be to and that's the thing that. right where the competition exists they're just not being able to compete they're not actually yeah. getting out there and doing it which is a different argument than like the exclusivity of the nfl yeah uh i'm excited to see what people think of it you know i i'm gonna i think i'm gonna enjoy the back and forth of, of what 2k21 e, pj tour and the, the ea pj tours are gonna do um and yeah like stay tuned i guess if you're guys a golf we don't fan. need it it doesn't matter mario golf this year that is also true we're it's also everything you mario need. golf the king of golf story number three we got a preview roundup for near replicant version 1.22474487139 dot 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 uh i'm gonna start i got multiple previews i'm gonna pull in uh pull in here i'm gonna start off with alex donaldson at vg247 donaldson uh, their preview, Alex Donaldson's preview, uh, uh, says the near remaster changes less than I anticipated, warts and all. And that's brilliant. It goes like this. As a remaster, this is a competent effort to take a flawed cult classic and improve it without going as far as completely redesigning huge chunks of the game. Some perhaps would have wanted that. But if this preview has shown me anything, it's that, it's that much of what makes near special and unique is baked deep into, the ex- into this experience. Uh, warts and all and i'm glad much of that has been dutifully retained this is a game that has already enjoyed a renaissance and reevaluation as a cult classic in the years following its its release and that makes it an utterly perfect candidate for a remaster i can't wait for more people to experience it in this improved form reese wood at tech radar put out a preview titled near replicant perfect perfects the art of the remaster quote to be frank near replicant puts most other remasters to shame Often, it can feel like remasters offer nothing more than slightly upscaled textures, then then being thrown onto a current-gen storefront before calling it a day. But New Replicant doesn't settle for that. Instead, it's entirely raised the bar for how good remasters can be. The end result of New Replicant, then, is a remaster-slash-remake hybrid of sorts. Environments are utterly gorgeous now, with vastly improved textures and lighting across the board. While some of the indoor locales do still look a, a little bland, the upgrades seen in the overworld in small towns that dot the map uh, more than make up more than make up for this. Lastly, I'm going to pull from Michael Hyam, my roommate at Gamespot. Get him uh, in here to read his own preview. <laughs> oh no, he's like he's not even here. I don't know what he's out and about doing. Uh, but he he put up a preview titled "Near Replicant is the revamp is the revamp needed to retell its emotional story." It goes like this. Although it shares the slick feel of a modern action game, this is very much the original Nier with what it asks you to do in terms of its core gameplay structure. That might make real that might make Replicant feel a bit outdated or perhaps a step back if you're coming fresh off of Automata, but admittedly, gameplay isn't exactly why we're here. Nier can be dark and depressing, but also uplifting at certain moments and in small ways. Surviving a broken world to preserve your humanity and your connections with whoever you have whoever you have left doesn't come without the drama and heart necessary. Just hearing a few of the songs in the soundtrack again hits something deep that I can't quite explain without taking the time to really unpack that emo- emotional response. Uh, and yeah, I think that preview pretty much sums up uh, how what I'm looking forward to from the game. Like I'm very much looking forward to Replicant as somebody who played Nier Automata uh, and really, really enjoyed that game. 
I've not played the original Nier for to catch people up if you didn't if you if you weren't aware, right? Nier Replicant version one point a bunch of numbers is basically the remastering slash remake of a version of the original Nier game. Nier It's very easy to understand. It's, it's very, very easy, to understand. easy to understand. The original Nier was a a uh, um a spin-off of the original Dragon Guard. Basically in Japan they released two versions. It was Nier Gestalt and then there was Nier Replicant. Nier You know. Nier just- <laughs> As you know, and Nier just mm-hmm. thought came out internationally. Nier Replicant d- didn't come out internationally, so this is the first international release of Nier Replicant, but it's remastered and up and all this different stuff. Um, and I think Michael hit the nail on his head in terms of talking about how the story, the story and being able to capture that story and that energy of that world is really what people are looking forward to. Like I watched some, I watched some videos this morning that people put up, um, PlayStation Access specifically put up uh, of some Nier Replicant gameplay as they were giving their own, their own preview and watching it. It very much looked a lot like Near Automata, um, which I'm looking forward to, even though I know people had had things to say here and there about the look of Near Automata, like some of the textures maybe don't feel as sure. up to date as they should feel. But I think for that game, as long as you capture the the tone of the world, as long as you capture the music and a lot of the artistic vision, I'm fine with it not being this technical masterpiece as long as that art shines through. And so for that, from what Michael's talking about in his preview and how it seems like Replicant captures that, and from what we see from 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 Reese's preview and Alex's preview, right? Like they're talking about how they're taking an imperfect game that had a cult following and mm-hmm. maintaining what made it what made it special to that cult following while smoothing out the edges. I think that's awesome. And I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah. Uh, we have more breaking news. Greg, do you want to tackle this one? Cause I saw you adding it to the doc as, we, as, as, as I was going, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. They are closing down the PlayStation three PlayStation Vita and PSP stores before. Of course we talked about this, but it was in fact a rumor. Now we have official word from PlayStation. Uh, we are closing PlayStation store on PS PlayStation three consoles on July 2nd, 2021 and PlayStation Vita devices, August 27th, 2021. Additionally, the remaining purchase functionality for PSP will also retire on July 2nd, 2021. Then it's a little bit of an FAQ. What features can I use after the closure of the PlayStation Store and purchase functionality on PS3, Vita, and PSP? Uh, You will still be able to re-download any previously purchased games, access previously purchased video slash media content, uh, able to redeem game and PlayStation Plus vouchers, uh, re-download and play claim titles through services like PlayStation Plus as long as you remain a member of that service, features you will lose access to. You will no longer be able to purchase PS3, PS Vita, and PSP digital content, including games and video content. You'll no longer be able to make in-game purchases through games on PS3, PS Vita, PSP. You will no longer be able to redeem PSN wallet fund vouchers on PS3, Vita, PSP. Uh, A whole bunch of stuff there. How do I access my own games? You can download your own content onto your PS3, Vita, or PSP by accessing the download list on the respective device. Uh, I am only active on PS3, Vita, and PSP devices and do not currently own a PS4 or PS5. What will happen to any funds left in my PSN wallet after the closure of the PlayStation Store on these devices? Your PSN wallet funds will remain in your PSN account, but you will, be, you will only be able to use your wallet funds to purchase PS4 and PS5 products on PlayStation Store and the web, uh, the app on the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation app or the PS4 or 5 consoles. So it seems like it's exactly what we thought, but here we go. It's official. God, it's such a bummer. I... Like I, 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 we we talked about this, and I think we all understand why this is happening. The, during the last week, specifically, I was thinking about how this sucks for the Vita, because Scorchbringer is a game that's about to come out on on Vita, and like yeah. that, that to me, that is such a cool thing that we can still have that happen. That new games sure. can still, if they wanted to, come out on the on the Vita digital store, and it seems that possibly Scorchbringer might be the last Vita game, which is a bummer for me. Uh, right here in the chat, we have. Uh uber guster fan says greg please come out with a vita essentials list so i can buy them all before july that's what we're doing today on ps i love you xoxo 15 must buy playstation vita games five from me five from blessing five from you if you're in the live chat on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can watch that live patreon.com says kind of funny games in about an hour and a half uh or you can catch that everybody else on tuesday when it goes live for everybody i'm gonna plug in my vita and start charging it do your thing. Before we get into story number four, Greg, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by ExpressVPN. 
Does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts, and that's why I recommend ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked in data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech companies uh, can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. What I like most about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. Download the app on your phone or your computer, tap one button, and you're protected. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN kind of funny trust to keep us safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash games. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash games to get ex- to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash games right now to learn more. Story number four, Kojima's next game could be announced soon. This is from Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Kojima Productions is likely to announce its next game relatively soon. That's according to studio art director Yoji Shinkawa, who was asked if he could share any details about the company's second game during a video interview with AI Hub. Quote, well, yeah, I am doing something for sure. And I could tell you I could tell. I could tell you probably that we can announce it quite soon, said Shinkawa, a longtime Hideo Kojima collaborator who is best known for his character and mecha design work on the Metal Gear franchise. Kojima Productions confirmed in October 2020 that it was staffing up for a new game project. The Death Stranding developer said at the time that it was seeking the best in-class talent to fill 25 open positions at its Tokyo studio. Greg, does hearing from the man, Yoji Shinkawa himself, fill you with hope that we might see Hideo Kojima's next game revealed sooner than later. It seems like it's all happening, right? We keep hearing these little glances, these little rumors. Is it going to be Silent Hill? Is it going to be something else? But we keep seeing little percolations out there. Something's going on. Something's happening. Uh, but having this here, yeah, of course. Let's go. I can't wait to find out. Yeah. Are you excited? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm always excited for whatever Hideo Kojima is working on, especially when it's with Yoshi Shinkawa. Like, Yoshi Shinkawa, I, 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 he gets love. You know, you know, we show him love. But I never feel like we show him enough love. I remember mm, mm, was, mm. it was last year during the release of Last of Us Part Two where he released his, his own uh, Last of Us Part Two inspired art, and it was it was Ellie. I think Abby was in there. Like all the different characters were in there, but it was in the Yoshi, Yoji Shinkawa style. Yeah, and his beautiful. style his style is so iconic. And at yeah. this point, like pretty much synonymous with Kojima. You know, when I when I think of a new Kojima game, I wanted to be announced with Yoji Shinkawa art because yeah, that does kind of characterize his work so well. Uh, and so, yeah, shout out to Sh- Yoji Shinkawa, a talented man, a very, very talented man. When do you think you're going to hear about this new Kojima game? I, I think I've said this before on KFGD that I have to stop hoping, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to big announcements, when it comes to the things I'm excited for, I like, I, I want to allow myself to get excited, but yeah. I also want to temper my expectations as much as possible. And so while I want to say that we get it this year, because I don't think get it's news outside- of it this year get news of it this okay, year. Okay. yeah not get the game yeah we get sure. like a, a, the reveal trailer or maybe like just the reveal of the name or something i would like to to hope that we get it this year i'm gonna say by, by the end of 2022 <laughs> we, we get it wow i know okay. i know that's way like there yeah that's way out there but i'm just saying dude it, you i'm know, you know i want to stay Keeley's, safe i want to protect jeff keely jeff keely's got a summer game fest to fill jeff keely's got game awards announcements he needs I, think I mean, do you think those. it would be part of that? Like, here's uh, here's my question. If, if they're going, if they're announcing this game, like the bigger thing would be like if it's another PlayStation exclusive or whatever. Exactly. What PlayStation would we want to get in the way of with State of Play and stuff? Yeah, but even then, I think Game Awards. Game. game Awards teaser from Hideo, Hideo Kojima, Norman Reedus on a unicycle. Let's go. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Either that or a PlayStation state of not even a state of play because state of play doesn't feel big enough for that. A PlayStation sure. presentation, I guess. Like some kind of PlayStation presence, I think would be behind that. But I could also see Game Awards because that feels 
appropriate. That feels like a big enough venue for that. Blessing, I got good news for you too. What's that? Oh snap! We got we got him. There you go. Oh my god! Blessing Junior, his his official Wild Aces custom. My Wild jersey. Aces jersey just got. I got here. all the Number customized 64. jerseys just came in here. Is that what you Number requested? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. I was like, I opened this up and I I requested these so long ago. I was like, is that a number you wanted? Yeah. Oh yeah. From Merc City 64, 64, of course. Yeah. I mean, Merc City 64 also. I just love the number 64. Kevin, did you request one? Good talk, Kev. <laughs> People in chat are I'm saying sorry, he yes, doesn't yes. even like the aces. Listen, I like winners, and we won, and so I am on the side. We're kind of funny, Kevin. There it is. You got it. There it is. I'm showing you. Kind of funny, Kevin. There it is. Kevin, yeah. you request the number five. Yeah, it's my favorite number. Oh, why? Five fingers. Exactly, mm-hmm. five fingers. <laughs> Makes Make a, a lot fist, of sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> also, when you're done eating the pie, it's like <laughs> extra pie. Also, uh, also to the person in chat uh, uh, who, who said, Blessing, does you like the Wild Aces? I want to remind you, I am the only person with the Wild Aces gif on Twitter. That's true. And so, what do they mean you don't like the Wild Aces? What I am mean? associated. I, I think because I said the, that one time that I support the Glacier Boys. But oh. that, was, that was mainly me saying I support Quavo and the Migos. That, that worked out but well they, for you, too. But they lost multiple times, and so I cannot associate Three times, with the including Glacier the Boys. Also, anymore. Kevin, look, I got my nerdy MMO mouse. I got a oh, Razer snap. Naga Pro with all the buttons on the side, so I can just be throwing my lightsabers all willy-nilly now. Thank you, Razer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's round out the Rover Report so cool. story number five. PAX East has been canceled. This comes directly from a press release. In light of ongoing public health concerns, Reed Pop and Penny Arcade will not hold PAX East this year. Given the United States' progress toward addre- addressing COVID-19 in recent months, we are cautiously optimistic. I love their usage of cautiously op- optimistic. We are cautiously optimistic PAX West and PAX Unplugged will proceed as planned with in-person festivities September 3rd through 6th and December 10th through 12th, respectively. Since we can't wait until September to reconnect with the wonderful PAX community, PAX Online will return July 15th through 18th. We hope to build on the success of last year's record-breaking event and also engage with our community in new, in new ways, such as the Indie Showcase that will take place between now and PAX Online. Expect to hear more about these exciting plans soon. Unsurprising, Greg. Yeah. I'm glad to see they're doing because I know even in this one they're like we're cautiously optimistic that we can make PAX uh, West happen and you know the vaccine rolling out there. Uh, I can see them trying to be cautiously optimistic about this one, so I'm glad they're backing off here too. But you do wonder what it's going to be when we go when back to normal to the new normal and people are vaccinated, right? Like what is going to be the state of video game conventions and how does that work oh, yeah. and who's going to go? You saw this over the weekend, right? Comic-Con trying to do Thanksgiving weekend. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, what a terrible decision. I saw that and I immediately got frustrated. I love Comic-Con. I like, I'm not going people, to Comic-Con on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, like you're going to make people work. Like people, that, That's the thing. That's the other thing. That people, yeah. people aren't going to be, be forced to work Comic-Con because it's the big San Diego is the biggest event of the year. And so you're going to have, you're going to make people make people miss out on Thanksgiving the year after Thanksgiving for so many people wasn't like a thing that was able to be celebrated because people were, were separated and stuff. Uh, do you do you think that holds? Do you think they move it? You hope they move it. You hope it's something we don't understand for this Comic-Con business they're talking about. But the fact that it is announced in there and people I saw, you know, are some of our other friends booking hotel rooms for it already. Like, all right, like go at it. But yeah, that's the bigger thing about it where I think, you know, we're in a very lucky situation, right? Where we get to run our own company and be like, no, we're not, <laughs> you're not sending you. We're not yeah. sending anybody to a fucking Comic-Con on Thanksgiving at the end of a, or in the middle end, whatever you want to call it, of a global pandemic. But like you're saying, there's so many people who have like, Fuck. Like, yeah, like, like, somebody, like DC like, Comics is going to have to staff, is going to have to staff that. Marvel exactly. will have to staff like that. Like, somebody who, people. like, people who work for, for Marvel who are probably, who probably work for the event side of things or have to yeah. show up and set up the, set up their booths and, and manage all that, manage appointments, do all that stuff. And that sucks. I totally. hope they move it. Do you yeah. think we, what do you, what do you think we get PAX back by September for PAX West? I wouldn't be so shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. I think it's it would be too soon still. I think that I wouldn't I wouldn't probably feel I mean I, it's so hard to talk about this because the shit I feel changes week to week. Yeah. Where I think if you talk to us in February, I'd be like I don't know when I'm getting vaccinated. If, then now I'm like I don't fucking should be getting vaccinated anytime, right? Like sometime, right? It seems like, like I well, don't know. The last, the last update I saw and don't April hold 15th. this as gospel. Yeah, it was April fifteenth. Yeah, April fifteenth here in San Francisco. Yeah, it's or in California, right? It's supposed to be opened yeah. up that anybody can get in line. You can sign up for it. Whereas right now it's pre-existing conditions and a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Uh, September's possible for sure. 
uh, will people feel comfortable is the bigger thing. You know what I mean? Like that's even right now in SF, right? Where indoor dining is back for the first time in forever and is limited capacity. But it's that thing of, I don't feel comfortable doing that yet. Because you you've been sheltered and we've been, the way we've been doing it in California for so long, I feel like you, it still feels like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know about that. Like, I feel like a lot of it is state by state because there are certain states I look at and I'm like, no, they're definitely comfortable over there. Oh, <laughs> with, totally. With a, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big, a big ass event opening up like that. But I wonder if, because PAX West is so packed, it's, it's so huge that I wonder if it's a possibility that they're like, okay, let's do it, but let's do it at, ha- at half capacity. But I wonder if at that point they're like, no, that's too expensive and we're not making, making enough money off of half capacity that we, we do another online thing or what. I mean, that's back to the biggest, the big uh, crux of all this. And it's going to sound like I'm saying in a negative way, but it's also life, right? Uh, the money of this, like, and I don't mean it as like you have, like, pa- Reed Pop's like, eh, money, money, money. It's like Reed Pop's are like, oh, fuck, we need money. Like, we need money right now. We are a business. We have employees. We have these things. I know that we know people from the PAX organization that have been laid off or furloughed or whatever during all mm-hmm. this. And so, yeah, I think you have, you know, and I saw in the chat too, and obviously when Comic Con announced their Thanksgiving thing, a number of people being like, is this some kind of weird, contractual thing that if you want your space next year you need to make sure you have something this year and that's like what's fuck what fucking day's open thanksgiving fucking shit all right let's do it and take it on the chin but hopefully be able to survive till next year like pax i feel there's probably an impetus to get back to it to get back to actually doing live events as fast as possible let alone the fact that no matter how long you wait your first lot few live events coming back are not going to be where they were before in terms of revenue in terms of uh yeah. partners in terms of uh, uh participation yeah, Greg, I'm very excited to see when live events get back to full capacity, but that's probably just so far away. If I wanted what's coming out to mom and drop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah, it's not as easy as it sounds. It's hard. <laughs> it's harder than people make it out to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Out today, we got Doom 3 VR edition for PlayStation Ooh. VR. Greg, are you going to check that out? I do want to. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it on. I'm going to get into it anytime soon. I got a lot of things going on right now with Outriders, some other things we're working on, Redacted's and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot of games coming out. You? Are you um, jumping in right away? Probably not. I, I'd like to, but yeah, it's like you said, right? Like in a couple, I think this week we're getting Disco Elysium Final Cut. We're getting Outriders yeah. and like, yeah, I, I want to jump into both of those games. I'm also still trying to play more of Fallout 76 and then also Ratchet and Clank and then also Fallout New Vegas. And so probably not. It's all, and I mean, I'm not it. trying to harp on it or anything, but like, again, like I talk about top of the show, right? We're moving eventually. So it's like, I'm already starting to wind things down here and starting to box things up. And it's like, I don't oh, know, yeah. like tearing apart all my video game stuff to put on my VR stuff to do the thing. Yeah. For... PSVR is probably one of those things that you can pack today. <laughs> I'm, like, like, oh, I'm not going to get you know, to this until I get yeah. to my new place. We also got the game of life two for a switch. There's a second one, uh, Neptunia virtual stars for PC and then elite dangerous odysseys alpha, uh, touches down today. I got one new date for you. Rocket League Season 3 is set to begin on April 7th, 2021, and will feature both NASCAR and Formula One bundles. Finally. Finally. The crossover crossovers we've all been looking for, NASCAR and Rocket League. Uh, we have, uh, for deals of the day, I'd get Xbox. Of course, they had their showcase on Friday with what that went down as a four-hour-long showcase. Four hours! Yeah. God I, damn, we t- we talked ahead of time of like, should we react to this? And it was the me and Tim going back and forth. I'm like, I don't think so. I know drink boxes, nobody save the world's gonna be there. We have a preview going live for it. We've reacted to indie stuff before, and it's cool to react with the chat, but it doesn't like there's usually not the OMG moment. It's just, just watching them like yeah, I, I was like, we're gonna be getting ready. We'll be in the meeting, we're gonna do all the reactions to Falcon, to Invincible, to uh, Suicide Squad, like Kind of funny games daily can cover all the announcements, and yeah. I meant that as Friday's games daily because I didn't expect it to go for four fucking hours. Yeah, like a, I had to run to an I was, appointment afterwards, and I, I looked, uh, Jen looked at her thing, she's like, It's still going. I'm like, Oh my god, yeah, I, I started it on it. If you listen to Friday's KFGD, I started and I was like, All right, we just got the the, the idea at Xbox, and so we'll keep an eye on Twitter to see what news came out of that. And then someone else in chat was like, No, it's still going, and I was like, Really? And then somebody else was like, Yeah, it's four hours, and I was like, Fuck, Okay, cool. The thing that sucks about it though is that. I think I shout out to them for like making their whole day about that showcase and highlighting all those yeah. indie games. I wish what they would have done is done it in 40 minutes and then had a three hour follow up of, all right, now we're doing deep dives, developer interviews, all that sure. stuff, as opposed yeah. to making it yeah. this four hour long, elongated Agreed. event. Because there was a whole lot of great shit there. We're going to actually talk about some of them because 
you know, the, the the big the big news breakouts that people were putting up on Friday were about how uh, there are 22 indie games coming out to Xbox Game Pass. And this specifically our deal uh, deal of the day. Uh, and and you know, if you want to find release dates for spe- specific one of these, I'd say look look all all of them up. I couldn't find them all um, uh, in a good condensed form, but they go like this: Art of the Rally from Fun Fun Cell Fun Selector Labs <laughs> is coming to Game Pass Cloud and Console. <laughs> You tried. Astria, <laughs> I very much tried. Uh, Astria Ascending from Plugin Digital uh, and Artisan Studios is coming to Cloud and Console. And from here on, I'm just going to say the name of the game and, and uh, not the studio. Backbone is coming to Cloud and Console. <laughs> like, I'm Dungeon. done trying already. Goodbye. Yeah, no, I'm done with it. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon is coming to console and PC. Craftopia is coming to console and PC. Dead Static Drive is coming to console and PC. Edge of Eternity is coming to cloud and console hello neighbor 2 is coming to cloud and console again these are all game pass library of library of ruina is coming to cloud and console game pass little witch of the in the woods is coming to cloud and console game pass moon glow bay is coming coming to cloud and console narita boy which if you haven't checked it out yet you should check it out because that game looks really cool it does look cool Uh, and it's coming out i believe in a couple of days it's coming out this week for sure um and it's from uh team 17 who you know from games like Overcooked, uh, uh, as a, as a publisher, uh, that's coming out to, coming out to cloud and console. Nobody saves the world, which you've heard Greg talk about on First Impressions and on Kind of Funny Xcast. That's coming. Please to cloud go watch and console. it. YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or listen to the Xcast. Uh, Omno is coming to cloud and console. Recompile is coming to cloud and console and PC. And you should know about Recompile because I believe it was part of the original PlayStation presentation, which makes this kind of an you know an interesting get for a Game Pass because that was like aligned with playstation but i digress sable is coming to cloud and console she dreams elsewhere which you've heard uh you've heard us talk about i talk about this game all the time uh that's coming to console and pc stalker 2 is coming to cloud and console the ascent is coming to cloud console and pc undungeon is coming to cloud console and pc way to the woods coming to cloud and console and then wild the wild at heart is coming to to console again those are all game pass and during the id at xbox event they talked about way more games like there are a bunch of games they talked about Including a game called Lawnmower, um, uh, Lawnmower, not Lawn Mowing Simulator. Uh, Kevin, under Squad Up, because I included this as the Squad Up, but I'm just going to go there directly because it all yeah. feeds into this idea at Xbox event. If you can pull up the trailer for this, I got a write in from kind of funny best friend Ryan Poala Higgins, who wrote in and said, Hey everyone, on Friday, Skyhook Games announced Lawn Mowing Simulator. I know this is a title which probably doesn't appeal to the majority of the kind of funny audience, but for me personally, this is a huge announcement. <laughs> for most for most of my adult life, I have sold farm and garden machinery. Sure. And two years ago, a developer from Skyhook Games came into my dealership asking for advice about lawn tractors. Over the past two years, I have been helping Skyhook with any questions or queries they have they've had which has ended up with me being in the credits for the game that's awesome yeah uh it's probably the first and last time i'll ever get to mix work and pleasure and it's been an honor and if anyone from skyhook is listening to kfgd i want to thank them for the opportunity so one that is amazing story also during our kind of funny stream on friday me snow mike mike and kevin watched the trailer for lawn mowing simulator didn't know uh, that ryan here was involved uh in the development at all but watched it and we're all blown away <laughs> because it looks it looks cool like graphically it looks awesome i love the idea of a lawn mowing simulator and again shout out to to ryan for that congratulations i'm looking forward to trying it but it's, i was also remember the first time farming simulator came to playstation and i tried to do that and i was like oh this isn't as fun as i thought it would be i understand mm-hmm. if you like that kind of game don't worry, you know what i mean but like lawnmower seems like it'll be a bit easier like I got the lawnmower, I got to get the gas, I got to get the miracle yeah. grow. I'm assuming, you know, I'm, I'm I'm filling in gaps. All they showed me were cool, sexy tractors there. I've I've mowed lawns before, you know. Exactly. Like how, that, it's been a long like, time. That's the thing. I feel like that. Sh- I feel like that'll translate. And so, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to that. Like I don't. I'm definitely not the lawn mowing sim audience, but sure. The fact that like that's the cool thing I think about ID at Xbox and, and indie games in general is that they're they are speaking to a lot of pockets of gamers that you wouldn't even think of uh, that exist. And Farm Simulator is so huge for a large large amount of gamers and I'm, I'm sure lawn mowing sim is going to be similarly uh big for the for the players that are going to be into that um and the fact that it was shown off here and the fact that ryan got to be involved with it in a really cool way that's really cool and so shout out to that Woo-woo. of course you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those listening and watching on youtube and on podcast services uh benji bop came through uh, and said that uh witcher 3 actually left game pass two weeks ago and so that's a tough break for kevin but gk sam does say that witcher 3 is 20 dollars at gamestop right now kevin if you want to 
fork up the cash for a very amazing game. I'm thinking about it. Wow. Benji Bop writes in with a missed new date. Wreckfest PS5 edition releases June 1st, 2021, featuring 4K and 60 FPS. Existing owners upgrade for $10. Series S slash X version is coming later in the year, but Series X owners recently did get a 60 FPS patch. And then, let's see. I don't know what this is, and that doesn't seem like you're wrong, and so I'm not going to get out of here with your editorializing. Nobody needs it. Uh, Greg. We have a week ahead of us for Kind of Funny Games Daily Host. The week goes like this. Tomorrow, it's Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, it's me and Tim. Thursday, it's Andy and Nick for the highly anticipated Ugh. April Fool's episode. So get hyped it. for that. And then it. on Friday, it's me and Lucy James from GameSpot, which I'm very excited about. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is the return of the Kind of Funny Morning Show for one stream only. That'll be Mike, Andy, and Nick. So stay tuned for all the shenanigans. Again, like I said earlier, that'll probably go up, uh, or that'll, that'll definitely go up on the Kind of Funny Plays channel as the archive stream. And I'm sure Roger uh, will, will probably be implementing a lot of that into the week uh, recap for his Kind of Funny uh, uh, stream recap. And so look forward to that. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.